Welcome to Retain FM. In this episode, Pete outlines his five-minute assessment for understanding the current SEO position of any given client website. Once complete, Pete then also explains how this fits into his agency's sales process, allowing him to sell SEO retainers to new clients. Hello and welcome to this episode of Retain FM. I am your host, Pete. And today we're going to be looking at how to quickly assess a website from an SEO perspective. Now really, this this episode isn't about how to conduct a full SEO audit. And I really want to make that clear from the outset. This episode is about when a client contacts you or you get a referral in and somebody says, hey, we'd like you to do SEO on this website. What this episode about is the process I go through to very quickly judge and get a benchmark as to how much work I think may be involved and how, what the difficulty level is going to be so we can then have a meaningful discussion and go through discovery and, and all of that thing to put a plan in place. That's the bit, this first preemptive look, that's what this episode is about. So the first thing that I do, obviously, we need to know what the website is. And I should say from the outset that I am sort of precursing this with the assumption that you have access to some kind of SEO software. I use SEMrush for uh, all of my SEO data. It is exceptionally reliable. It is feature rich. It has more data than you can shake a stick at. Um, But it isn't the cheapest thing in the world. And I'm fully aware of that. But you do need access to some kind of data with this. So you are going to need a tool, either an SEMrush or maybe a Mangles, which is the the, the next one that I've, I've uh, normally recommend, um, or an SE ranking or something along those lines. So the very first thing I look at is I just go and browse the 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 client's website. You know, we see a lot of websites uh, doing the doing the job that we do, and you get a feel for how easy it is to navigate. How organized is it? Are things put in logical uh, kind of silos or does it seem a little bit all over the place? What's the UI like? What's the UX like? If a client lands on it, are they going to be, or if a user lands on it, are they going to be turned off? You know, what's that kind of five second rule like? Uh, You know, what's the impression that you're left with? And it's really important to, to actually go and do this largely because you know you only get the chance of doing this for yourself once so to intentionally visit the website and actually start thinking about okay so how does this feel how succinct is it how is it structured uh, you know how have they broken down their product services whatever are they in thematic terms or not is it very linear structure do they have nested pages all of those kind of things you can start to understand quite quickly Okay, so this is how a cold user might use it. Because ultimately, any SEO that we do needs to tie back into a metric for the client. So that could be sales, it could be inquiries, it might be something else. But I, every client we work with, we try and not work purely on search position because, you know, just because you want to rank in the top position for a particular keyword doesn't actually mean that that keyword is going to get you any sales. So... Yeah, what, what's that experience like? Because if that's wrong, then anything that you do beyond this uh, beyond this point is is going to be um, wrong, is going to be difficult. So that's the first thing. Go and assess it just with a cold light of day. Grab yourself a coffee, take five minutes, browse the website, see what they're about. Try and put your uh, yourself in the position of one of their potential customers. That's the first thing. The second thing 
is I then go into my tool of choice, in which case mine is SEMrush, and I then look at the current rankings report. So we put the URL in, it gives us a list of all of the terms in the top 100 that the the uh, website is ranking for. And with that, we're looking for a few things. So the first is we're looking at actually what the keywords are. Is the website actually ranking for anything that does relate to its products and services for a customer that doesn't necessarily know the customer, uh, the, the client's name? So we do remove the branded terms out of that. Um, and then we're looking at the intent uh, of the of those keywords. We, we want a good mix of intent. We don't want to purely go for transactional or commercial keywords. But on the same note, if there aren't any commercial or transactional keywords, then that's also a bit of a, a bit of a red flag, something that we are going to need to address. So uh, we're again, we're looking at this from the point of view of the client's customers, potential customers, and how easy are they to find um, on the internet? based on unbranded terms. So that's the second thing we go and do. The third thing is we then go and look at some competitors. So if we know that a client's uh, main, if we know what their main products and services are, then frankly, just go and Google them. Now, it does help if you know whether the client is looking at a kind of a local SEO context, a national SEO context, an international SEO context. So ideally, you would get that from the, the initial conversation you have with them. But, you know, you yeah, you're getting an idea of who their competitors are and simply go and Google the terms. Just because a client says that their competitor is XYZ business down the street isn't always the case with SEO. The Your competitors in terms of SEO are the people that are currently ranking on the first page. So we want to know who they are. And from that, we can then kind of go and do a similar exercise. We can go and look at their website structures, how they have uh, organized their information alongside um, uh, in comparison to the, the client that we're looking at. We can look at how much content they're creating, how regular it is, is that targeted to specific keywords, how are they clustering those keywords together, and so on and so forth. Now, if you've got another tool, something like Screaming Frog, which will actually go and outline the site hierarchies for you, that can be a, a complete time saver when it comes to uh, comes to this. So, uh, you know, literally just pulling out sheets which show you what the website structures are like and how they're organizing their information, that can be, that really can save you a lot of time. But if you don't have it, it isn't that difficult to go and get, go and get the general gist. And don't forget, that's the purpose of this. We're quickly assessing whether we think we would be able to help this client with SEO. That's the point. Then the final thing that I go and do sort of preemptively is I do go and run a website speed test uh, and a core web vitals check. So I normally do that through GT Metrics, uh, but sometimes we use Pingdom, uh, you know, tools.pingdom.com and other times. Uh, and of course, you can go and use the the PageSpeed Insights from Google themselves to get that that data. Thing you've got to remember with PageSpeed Insights is it is a 28-day average. So, you know, if you do start working on a website, you can't go and use that particularly easily to to monitor what you're doing against, uh, you know, whether you're improving anything. Instead, you do just have to, um, uh, you know, you'd have to wait for 28 days. So you need another tool for that, which is where GT Metrics comes in. So once you've done those four or five things, I'm normally pretty well equipped to know that, right, well, if we had the right keyword research 
and we were working with this client, we would be able to improve their SEO ultimately to lead to more sales and more inquiries. And that that is essentially the pre-assessment, if you like, in those few reports. Now, uh, you know, those reports, we do offer something called our scout reports through SEO Hive. Um, so you can, you know, we can go and run them for you. That isn't that isn't a problem. But actually, you know what, if you develop your own process for this, and you have your own software, it really doesn't take very long in order to, to go through 10-15 minutes, and I can be in a very good place to have a discussion with a client and to know whether I think we can help them with SEO or whether they actually need other work first. You know, maybe they need a website redesign first or whatever it might be. We, we're in a good place to have that discussion. So what do I do with this information? Let's say that I've done all of this and then I have the chat with the client and yes, they want to, you know, they want to proceed with me. Well, my process in our agency we never sell retained agreements to clients we've never worked with before so i've done episodes on this in the past but we have some gated products some gated processes that we we sell to the client before we start to actually engage them in a retained um, agreement and there's a few reasons for that but Essentially, the analogy I've given in the past is that selling a retained agreement to a client you've never worked to before is a little bit like getting married on the first date. You don't really know if you're a good fit for them. They don't know if they're a good fit for you. Um, you know, you're making the sale quite difficult because selling something for 12 months or 24 months is a far bigger ask than selling a one-off process. So, you know, you need to build that level of trust. It's your job to guide the client through your marketing. So, So you need to make sure you've got this process in place. But we get a far better close rate and can be far more picky about the clients that we decide to work with if we have gated products, which is what we do. So the first is an SEO health check. And that is where we will go and run a full SEO audit on the website. Now, notice we haven't we haven't done that yet because largely because I don't want to give that away for free. Um, so, you know, I've tried to gather all the information I can short of the web, uh, the page speed or the core web vitals report. I haven't actually done an official health check. So the first job is to get that audit run. That is one of the scout reports that we sell through SEO Hive. Um, SEOhive.co forward slash scout reports. I think we'll get you there. And that that then gives us a workflow to, to work through. Now, the way I sell this to a client is we do it for a fixed fee, which is £400 plus VAT here in the UK. And what that gets you is the initial health audit then half a day's worth of time to fix anything that is in the audit, and then we will rerun the audit for you at the other end so that you can see the improvement between A and B. And what we're trying to do is improve the site health from wherever it is to something in the 90s. We try and get it to 95 or above, but something in the 90s so that we know that we're running nice and clean, and we're certainly going to be running at an average that's far higher than the vast majority of websites on the internet. Um. If in that half a day we don't have time to clear up clear up enough issues in order to complete the health check to get it to that 90 plus 95% kind of area, then at that point we'll because we'll then have used the site, we'll understand a bit more about how it works, that kind of thing, we will then be in a position to quote how much more time we think we'll need in order to get it to get there. So this isn't a fixed fee and we will definitely get all the issues sorted on your site. This is a fixed fee for half a day's worth of effort. And if we need some more, we reserve the right to 
to have that discussion with you. That's how the SEO health check works. And it's really important that you do that bit first, because as I say, anything that you do without that is going to hinder your progress. If you think about it this way, you know, if you're dealing with semi-competitive terms to or higher, harder terms than that, then actually you need to consider how the client's website um, may perform if we can generate the content and the backlinks and the structure in order to get it there. Now, you know, if you're saying, if you look at all of that effort and then put it on a, you know, put at the end of the sentence on a website with a health of 62%, then all of a sudden you can see how how you're going to hinder the work that, you know, any of that good work that you're doing. By getting the SEO health sorted first and foremost, it gives you the best chance to, uh, for all of their efforts to, to work well and to work quickly. Some clients see an uplift in SEO position just from being cleaner. I mean, that that is not an, uh, you know, uh, an unheard of occurrence in our agency. It happens relatively regularly. Not every client will see it because, of course, until you run the audit, you don't know how clean the website is. But, you know, if you can lift them from 62 to 95, their existing positions are going to lift and their traffic will go with it. So, you know, you need to you need to be prepared for that. But as I say, it then gives us this gated product, which is the first thing that we sell them in order to work together, to experience working together. And as long as everything goes fine, we will then move on to to stage two. If we come across some red flags, if we come across things that aren't, um, you know, aren't as they should be, then guess what? We just never offer the next stage. We wish them well and send them on their way, maybe recommending somebody else that we might think might be a good fit. Maybe they're an industry specialist or whatever it might be. So that's the first gated product. The second gated product is a keyword research and mapping exercise. And this still is a, a fixed price product, although we do alter our pricing a little bit depending on the client. You know, some clients may have already had keyword research done in the uh, in the past, which means that we can cut out a bit of our legwork. We still want to review it, however. And other clients, you know, they it might be quite a small website, might be a specific niche. There, there, there might not be too much keyword research to carry out. So we do, it's still a fixed price that gets presented to the client. But once we've done the health check, we're in a better position to understand kind of what we're prepared to charge to do the keyword research and mapping exercise. And the way we do this is we go away and do our keyword research and we put it all into a big Google sheet. And we group everything thematically. So we, the first stage is we get the client to fill in a questionnaire. They That gives us our seed keyword list. That's normally to do with their products and services and terms that they want to rank for. And then from there, we can then run full keyword research on a thematic basis. From that point, we can then take their list of current listings and actually map the pages that they already have rankings for into the keyword research. So we can see if they already have a page that's ranking and what position it's in. And we can then review whether that listing is actually in the right place or whether it's in, uh, you know, whether it's it's not, whether it's a, a listing we need to protect, whether it's something that we can move, et cetera, et cetera. And the output of the keyword research and mapping is two, well, threefold, really. You get the keyword research. That's the first thing. And then you get two lists. The first is a list of keywords that we already have rankings for. That copy may need reviewing. It may need adding to. It'll certainly need auditing. 
but you already have a ranking for it. So we, you know, you're, you're one step along that journey. And the second is then uh, the, the rest of the list, which is keywords that you don't have any rankings for. And we can then make decisions as to whether they're going to become pages, posts, a new post type, whether you're going to cover them in podcasts and write show notes, however we want to decide we're going to do that. So that ultimately is a content strategy. And again, that gives us the get out of jail free card that if when we've done all of that, we it, it's a project we don't think we can add too much value to, or frankly, maybe we just don't want to do it, or we have a client that's a bit similar and we're worried about conflict of interest and all that kind of stuff, then we've got that get out of jail free card. We can, we can go there. When we've done both of those processes, however, we are then in a position to put a retained agreement proposal together. So with the keyword research and mapping, we will discuss that all with the client and we will then have pre-prepared a proposal to say, look, if you want us to take this on from now, this is what our costs would be. Because now we have a good idea of the amount of work that's required. We have a good idea of the competitive nature of the uh, of the uh, niche that you're in. We have a good idea of what your backlink profile is like and whether we're going to need to put any work into that as well. So, we're now in a position to put a retained agreement together. So hopefully this episode has shown you two things. Firstly, how you can quickly assess a website from an SEO perspective. And I'd love to know if there's anything you think I've missed or any processes that you would you would include in that. And then the second thing is how you take that quick assessment, run it through a discovery process, and then actually have some gated products to selling your own retained agreements. Hope you found this episode useful. If you want to have a discussion about any of this, you can find us all over in the Retain FM group on Facebook. Just search Facebook for Retain FM, or I believe the URL is peteverett.com forward slash group. And if I don't see you in the group, I will see you in the next episode. Music.